Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-826. 8,000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. We didn't think we were on air, but apparently we are. <laughs> I'm glad you guys can hear us. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, John, can you hear us okay? I can hear you. You're very soft, but I can hear you. I'm adjusting the gain in here. Okay, perfect. Well, tonight we are going to be talking all things real estate, of course, but, um, you know, tonight we specifically want to talk about preparing uh, not to sell your home, but I guess for the closing. So, yeah, it is selling your home, but we're getting all the way to the closing table. And, uh, you know, we, we've hit a few snags recently with, what snags? With, some, uh, with some deals going on. And, uh, you know, we just want to talk about that. And we want to make sure that all of our listeners who, you know, are thinking about selling their home, you know, we're all on the same page here. You know, we're all we're all working to the same goal, which is. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Can, can, can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, that's yes, great. we're all oh, good awesome. here. Yeah. I'm just kneeling on the ground if anybody's curious what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well. Um, well, hopefully we can hear when Lisa DeMilo will chime in, but um, as of right now, we'll just continue on with our little session here. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Sharon, why don't you tell our listeners why we really chose to talk about this topic? So one of the things that we've been realizing is that, you know, there's just so much activity sort of going on in the market right now with, um, you know, multiple offers, which we've been speaking about, you know, week after week, we're talking about that low inventory. Again, you know, you you are listening live to us tonight, but it sounds like a broken record for sure. Um, But we do want to let you know that it is a different show. Um, But now one of the things that we're seeing is, since we were so busy as real estate agents putting everything um, under agreement, I'm not just talking about my team, by the way, or my office, uh, Boston Connect Real Estate. I'm talking about all agents in general um, that, you know, it's been very busy getting a lot of things under agreement and 
now what's happening is the repercussions of that. So we have the appraisers that are overloaded. We have the attorneys have a lot going on. It's funny because we're, we're working with, you know, the attorneys, like the generally we work. So for us, I'm always referring Emmanuel Ebot uh, with Styles and Associates. We, uh, we refer him a lot to our clients. But now it's on the other opposite side of one of our transactions was um, Scott Clifford's office. And then we put something under agreement with one of our new listings and they're using Scott Clifford. So it's like all of us are really seeing the same people over and over again. So we pretty much for the most part, I would say we all dance very well together, knowing, you know, know you like to dance. I do like to dance. So this is my expectation of you. This is your expectation of us. Uh, What can we do to make sure that we're making sure that your, that this transaction is going to go through fruition. Um, Yeah. And we have a short show tonight too. So we're only on till seven o'clock, but Mm -hmm. we're going to get as much, as much out as we possibly can. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I did. I did the agenda tonight. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud of it. Yeah. So you're going to be the one that's in charge, but uh, speaking about in charge, I wonder who's in charge of the roads right now. I'm wondering if Lisa DeMilo is ready for us at WATD traffic center. John, is she with us yet? Of course. Take it away, Lisa. Well, thanks, Sharon. I hope you girls are well. The expressway southbound's all clear from top to bottom. It's about a 10-minute ride there, northbounds. Slow from Adams Street up to Neponset Circle. Route 3 South's an easy ride down through the south shore. 93 is good in both directions between Braintree and Canton, and Route 24 South is tied up from 93 down towards Route 139. This report is sponsored by Amazon. Amazon is hiring. They've got boxes full of what's important to be packed up and delivered. Enjoy benefits and flexible shifts. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon's an equal opportunity employer. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. And now back to to talk real estate. Once again, here's Sharon McNamara. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. We are uh, here live tonight in our home studio located in Pembroke Center, 19 Massachusetts Street. And um, we have a great show for you lined up tonight. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, we're sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, so, um, yes. So we were discussing what is what is everything that's going on with the market is is then you know a, a compilation is that a word Mary you're you're yeah, a person for the words yeah. it's a compilation of everybody else now getting busy like so when we were super super busy out there showing houses getting things under agreement dealing with the multiple offers I'm starting to see a slowdown right now in our market a little bit when it comes to which did you ever think it was going to happen. I didn't, but I can definitely sense, you know, with the the listings that we put on the market last week, I could definitely sense that things were starting to slow down with just, you know, the amount of activity that we got on those based in regard to reverse of what we were doing before. So I think that now what's happening is the appraisers, the, um, the attorneys, they're all sort of catching up to where our busy spot was. Oh, yeah, because everything was going under agreement and now they're working on the things that are now under agreement. Mm -hmm. Appraisers are booked out. I know we talked to um, Jasmine Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage recently, and I think she was saying two, possibly two weeks, two, three weeks even um, that appraisers are being booked out. So 
the, a long time ago, um, we used to say, you know, 30 days from sign purchase and sale, we can close. Now we're looking more like 45, 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of with the best of the best of uh, loan officers out there. So, I mean, we don't have a ton of control over that, but just so people can be prepared, the closing timelines are getting extended now um, for yeah. traditional financing. Yeah, we, you know, recently received an offer that had a pretty tight timeline and, uh, you know, it's, we, we're, we're pretty confident in, in our ability to get the job done. We're confident in the Cobrook's ability, the attorneys. It's unfortunately the appraisers that are taking so long. So, mm-hmm. you know, something that, that could close, you know, three weeks after, three, four weeks after a signed purchase and sales is not really happening right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. And we are definitely paying attention to that. It is important. And one of the things that I'm actually being a little, I'm a little frustrated with is a little, (laughs) Melissa, (laughs) Melissa, I said something to me yesterday. She's like, are you okay? And I was just like, I'm so frustrated because maybe I'm like, what is it? Am I a type A A personality where I just want to make sure that my T's across my I's are dotted. You want to control everything. I mean, you are very meticulous, but you like the control aspect of But recently, what is my saying been? I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like I have been running in circles and circles and circles and circles. And then at the end of the day, I look at the sand to see what the circle looks like. And it's a freaking square. You you know what I mean? So it's like, how did that happen? I don't know. So I think that one of the things that we are, we're really good at as a team is being organized And I think that why I'm feeling a little frustrated right now is just because I can't control when an attorney is going to ask for the final payoffs for a a loan. I can't control when the loan officer is going to call or put in the order for the appraisal. No. And when, and when you do try to control the situation, there's a micromanaging factor that um, I know doesn't work well in this line of business. Like it, it, Everybody should kind of stay in their own lane and be trusted to do their own job. Mm-hmm. And when we swerve out of those lanes, it can become dangerous in a, mm-hmm. a multitude of different ways. Well, one of, oh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, you know, we had a loan officer um, talk about goosebumps and cold. <laughs> um, we had a loan officer tell us the other day that they were working on 40 to 50 deals. And just think about if we were working on 40 to 50 deals in not within the year, but at the same exact time yeah. mm-hmm. and you're chasing down 40 to 50 people for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what they are supposed to get to you i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm not surprised that they're not overloaded up. they're yeah. overloaded mm-hmm. they don't have help and you know once they order something and now it's up to the appraiser to contact the you know the listing agent and to get out there and and you know and we have to drop everything. Like we're, we have to drop mm-hmm. everything. Once an appraiser calls and they're like, yeah, I'm five minutes away. Like you got to find somebody <laughs> to be there. Yeah. Like and sometimes that happens. Like, well, and oopsie, that happens the other day where this was sort of a um, more, more of a hard money type thing that happened. And he was the one that was in charge of all the acquisitions. And he called and he's like, hey, I have yours and one in Hanson. Can you meet me? I said, yeah, why don't you do your handsome one first? I'm in the middle of something. And then another fire happened that we had to put out and I completely forgot and I called him. But luckily the agent, you know, that was, you know, the first one. Yeah. The the agent that was showing the property, um, you know, she allowed her buyer to go in there without her and mm. he left all the doors unlocked. So the appraiser was able to get in anyways. Oh. 
Oh, I didn't know that he actually got in. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because he said I, it was I, all I, set. Well, so yeah. I'm out of the loop. So, yeah, and I just have to make this note. So I was driving home the other night and I noticed that one of the vacant properties that we have had lights on and it just like makes my blood boil because it's like you can't turn off a light. Like if you're in there during the day, like, do you really need Sam the light on? And we can't on? turn off lights at home, just so you know. <laughs> that we can. I'm very good at turning lights off. Well, maybe I'm mm. the culprit. Yeah, I'm not. Um, but I, it was late at night, and so I, I went home and I said, Mary, can, can you just jump in my car so we can go over to the property and turn the lights off? And we, you know, found out that you know doors were left unlocked. The the lockbox was all messed up. Like, it, you just have to, like, tell them the funny part of that whole story. There is a funny part. Yeah, because <laughs> so as we're going over to this vacant house that that we had no idea was unlocked and yeah. had been left unlocked yeah. for God knows how long at that point, I start screaming around the house, hello. Oh yeah, hello. we just open the door. Hello. And she, hello. And oh yeah. <laughs> Melissa looks at me and she goes, What do you think? The robber's gonna come out and be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> you think the person who's gonna try to kill us in about 10 seconds is gonna be like, Hey guys, so hey, sorry, I'm, I'm here. just having a bad I'm day. Here. So <laughs> I was like Good but point, that was but maybe a day, I'll scare them. But that was the day that I was having a bad day, and we just you, didn't tell you. You didn't even tell me until <laughs> the next morning. Yeah, we yeah. just like. By the way, I took the lockbox off because this is how we found it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's just it is a very scary situation. I mean, we're responsible for all these houses when they are vacant. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just <laughs> think it's. Anyways, there's a lot of crazy going on. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Radio Roundtable. I don't have to say radio anymore. Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. We have John Shea, who is in studio with us tonight because Benjamin has taken the night off or something else. We we are only here until 7 o'clock p.m. tonight. But, John, you are available to take some phone calls from people, correct? Yes, I am. 781-837-4900. Perfect. So if you have any questions regarding real estate, don't worry about what our topic is tonight. We just made it up 15 minutes ago anyways. So you can call us and let us know what you want to talk about if it's all things real estate. Again, we're only on until seven o'clock tonight. Um, but I assure you that we do take our show seriously. There's just, you know, we like, it's a round table. We just want to, you know, have questions asked. All right. I think with the crazy, sorry. I think with the craziness of, um, you know, just exactly what you just said, everybody's, everybody across the industry our point in the first like 10 minutes of this episode is just to kind of tell everybody debrief. what people debrief, <laughs> tell everybody what people in real estate are dealing with. And we're seeing a lot of things um, fall through the cracks when it gets to closing time. So that's why we thought we'll do an episode on all things closing tips and tricks and expectations that buyers and sellers can help set for themselves mm-hmm. and help look forward to so that they're not, um, they're not crazed come mm-hmm final walkthrough day or closing day yeah. and they kind of they're prepared for mm-hmm. what's coming down the road because hey if you don't buy and sell a house every day how do you know i know okay yeah. sorry well since we don't have dustin tonight i'm going to be the moderator okay okay, okay. so Ms. i'm going to ask you guys moderator you guys, moderator. Moderator. You guys can, can chime in one at a time okay mm-hmm. and then I'll and our new microphones in. apparently are supposed to pick us up all the way around so oh, i don't can, actually have to yeah so we can you. move and i think maybe you can go like that yeah, a little bit more and you'll sound a little bit better yeah Okay. Okay. So tonight we are talking about prepping (laughs) for closing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the first section we're going to be talking about as a seller, you know, how to prep for your final weeks before closing and what do you do? So you guys, Mary, Sharon, what do you think is the most important thing for the seller to do to prepare in the upcoming, say two weeks before closing? 
Okay. Yeah, you can go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I be, I'm a firm believer that you always have more stuff than you think you have. Mm. So if you could start packing the day, like you sign a purchase and sales agreement, I mean, even if you're packing before then, like mm-hmm. when we talk about decluttering the house and kind of getting it ready for showings, pack, 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 never stop, start early. If you're getting movers, get your movers, have them prepped. Even in my opinion, sellers should be moving out of their house a few days early. Personally, that's just like, um, I I would prefer it that way because that you have that extra time if the movers underestimated how much the truck was actually going to hold and you actually have a lot more stuff than they Mm -hmm. thought you did. It gives you a couple of extra days, right? To Mm -hmm. then get a U-Haul, get a truck, Mm -hmm. get things out of there, get the cleaners there. I mean, being over-prepared from the the moving standpoint, 110%, I think is key. Mm-hmm. So for the last couple of weeks leading up to closing, make sure you have your un, uh, your packing plan down. Yeah. Your moving so, plan's down. And, you know, here's the thing is I actually uh, reached out to Emmanuel, who, by the way, Emmanuel Ebot from Styles and Associate, well, Styles Law in Marshfield. Um, Mark Styles is wonderful. I know Laura um, over Adams, there, yeah. Adams, she's wonderful over there as well. I know that Matt Mahoney works with her a lot. Matt from our office, full-time real estate agent as well. And I just like, honestly, like I have goosebumps right now because of like, I feel I trust Emmanuel so much with my clients. And when we get a client under agreement and we say, oh, do you already have an agent that you're an attorney that you're working with? I always get a little deflated when they say yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, because I just know that things are going to be done the right way when we are working with, you know, the certain attorneys that we do work with. And I know that you like Derek because Mm -hmm. Derek does a really good job as well. So I just, I think that as much as, because it isn't about us being in control and sort of leading you down the way that we think is the right way. It's just sometimes attorneys, especially if you hire an attorney that's your divorce attorney, well, they're going to work like defensively. If you hire a defense attorney, they're going to work defensively. And it's really interesting because I I have a client uh, right now that we're selling their home in Pembroke and love them to pieces. And I've known them for years and their son is an attorney. And I was doing some negotiation at the very end, but the radon, it was, you know, cause we didn't have the results back. And I was talking to him about what my what we're seeing in the industry right now. And I was like, you know, in order to stay on our timeline, I don't think that we should go through the weekend. I think that we should get this purchase and sales agreement signed beforehand. And his response to that immediately told me that he wasn't a, an, a, a real, um, an attorney that focused on just real estate. Yeah. So after we got done with everything, I was just like, Oh, may I ask, like, are you like, what is your primary practice? And it is defense attorney. And I was like, I knew it because you're so defensive. I was just asking a question and bringing up a suggestion, but knowing, having your attorney on the same page as you throughout the whole transaction, I think is really important. I I would agree with that. It's not, it's not control Sharon. So like you're saying, Mm -hmm. we're not trying to micromanage or control the situation. It's that we know how these people respond. We've seen it all. I mean, I'm knock on wood. I don't want to see any more, but like we've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of stuff happen. A lot of things come Mm -hmm. up. We know how our attorneys, our lenders, whomever it is that we kind of refer in our business are going to mm-hmm. respond to that. Yep. And we know how to pick up the ball with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when we don't know how somebody is going to respond, mm-hmm. 
things don't work out so well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is well, that right? That's part of the unknown. You know, you just, you don't know how another person is going to respond, you know, so, mm-hmm. and even if people are, you, are, you know, cool, calm. Oh, well, I am a mind reader. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a mind reader. I know when people are lying. I know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a detective. <laughs> I'm a detective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's true. I mean, anybody can snap at any time, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Ever seen the show Snapped People? <laughs> no, I actually haven't. It's um, freaky. No, but, um, but to go back to this section, sure. I think, Mary, what you said, you know, for parent, like packing, Mm-hmm. is so important because you really don't know how much you have until you're going to move and also take into account the big ticket items mm-hmm. that That's are going to be hard to move. So if you have, um, let's see, a treadmill, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've, we've come across a couple of those in the past few weeks, elliptical, um, yeah. el- any oh, yeah. like pool tables, pool tables, pianos, pianos, like big items that are going to be difficult for you to move or, you know, a moving company is not going to want to move because of the liability you take, you need to take care of that type of stuff first because just leaving it, leaving it and expecting a buyer to either want it or purchase it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So preparing the move and if you can pack a truck or whatever the night before, if you can afford to do that or the time wise, you can do mm-hmm. that. I think that that's a really big tip. I think that one of the things that's really important and we do, I think a good job at this as well is once we are under agreement, congratulations, you have your home under agreement here, you know, here are a couple movers that we recommend Yeah, call them immediately. Because if you think that you're going to be able to get a mover out there on the last day of the month, two weeks before the closing, especially these next upcoming months for Mm -hmm. anybody that has a property that's under agreement and you plan on using movers and you haven't called them yet, Mm -hmm. call them right away because they have a ton that's coming down the pipeline Mm -hmm. from our busiest probably Mm -hmm. late summer that we've ever had. Yeah. It, It was really, really, really busy. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that you said, Mary, that I liked the best was expectations Mm -hmm. because I think setting expectations and I, of course, we say it all the time of Laurie's little saying is, you know, when expectations differ is when controversy arises. So Mm -hmm. um, this is what our expectations are of you. And this is what your expectations are of us. I think that that's really a good thing to sort of have in line. Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. Are no, you, go ahead. Miss Moderator, what are you? Are you gonna move me on to the next topic? No, no you just finish that, and then I will chime in. <laughs> well, that's. I, I mean, part of the reason we wanted to have this conversation tonight is because I think a lot of buyers and sellers don't really. I don't know that they don't understand the concept of what a final walkthrough is, mm-hmm. but they're they're not quite. Um, familiar with what, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Right. So what am I looking for? Oh, I'm just looking at the house. No, we're not really looking at, at the house. You are, but there's more that goes into it. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, and a lot of sellers don't know what's appropriate. I know a lot of times we have, we go through, um, you know, sellers who've lived in the house for 30 years, they have meticulously maintained the house. They have extra floor tiling. They have extra or yeah, tiles for the floor. They have paint for the walls. They have you know, nuts and bolts and, and stain and all of these things that go Don't to leave the house. paint. Well, so, but they think from 1992, no, 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 yes. but they think it goes to the house. So why would the next buyers not want it? When in doubt, always ask. Yeah. I, that's under- what I was going to say, always ask. 
I understand. And somebody might say yes, but you get that one buyer that says, no, no, I, I plan on completely gutting the house and I'm going to remodel it. I don't want any of it. On final walkthrough day, when they come through and all of your stuff is there and you thought you were being really nice to leave it and it was a nice gesture on your part and the expectation wasn't set that it was going to be there, I'm going to tell you that's I, that is just the worst way to start off a closing day mm. for both buyer and seller, right guys? And yeah. for the real estate agent. <laughs> Don't forget about us. <laughs> I mean, let's, almost let's be once. honest here. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think that a, um, a good time to sort of go through that was when, um, was you know, uh, when we did the <laughs> home inspection for Nina and Kathy. So it was like, oh. do you want all this stuff? So as we were going through what? the house for the home inspection, wow, what a great idea. she yeah. had left that the seller had left notes like, Oh, Sticky you know, notes everywhere. I won't be taking this. Would you like it? And you just check like that's, oh, that's what that they did. Great. It was, yeah. it was actually pretty effective because like she was able to walk around and be like, yeah, we would love this. We would love this. Oh yeah. It was like Christmas morning for her. And she just kept finding like the blinds. Yes. Gold everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Yes. Little treasures. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't wait to get to the yes. next room. What yes. she was doing, ladies, is she was distracting you from the home inspection. No, we did. Oh, no, 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 we no. had it. We had it. We had imperial team there. on that one. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. We had imperial no, no. there. We were we were good with the home inspection. Um, so my next question for you guys is: Now that we're on, we were talking about packing before we actually get to how you leave the property. Yeah. Um, before you leave. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's important to sort of review exactly what you're supposed to be leaving and what you're supposed to be taking. Yes. Um, so do you guys want to discuss what, what the sort of steps are to knowing exactly what you're supposed to leave and what you're, what you're supposed to take? So like kind of or what's, where would, what's where a would fixture you, and what, oh, yeah. well, where, where would, you, where would a seller find this information? So would it be the offer, the purchase and sales with something included in the sales? So, oh, okay. So sometimes when we get the offer, sometimes that's actually a really good point too, is that I think when you get the offer as a seller, you're sort of excited that you got the seller and mm-hmm. sometimes you miss the little, the little pieces because sometimes it will say um, all appliances included per MLS. Well, if we didn't include the refrigerator in MLS, then we would assume that that wouldn't be included, but make sure you check the garage because mm, that happened to, yeah, that happened, that to, happened us. to us from our, learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a refrigerator in the garage and yeah. all appliances. Mm-hmm. So they requested all appliances, including the refrigerator and and that's the thing. There was another refrigerator with like a glass front in the garage. I'll be honest. I never even saw it. Um, I saw it in his first house. I never saw it in his second house though. Um, so none of us were really, I, I don't even want to say that we weren't paying attention to it, but it's one of those it things. It wasn't top of mind. It wasn't top of mind, but it, it will be next time. Overseen. Yeah. yeah. So like That'll now. Be one of our new questions, how many refrigerators do you have? <laughs> yeah, we should say that. Like, do you have a bear fridge in the, in the garage <laughs> yeah. that you're keeping or you're taking with or you? like your teenage son have a mini fridge in his room? Like, does well, that count? <laughs> well, so we have a fridge, like we have an extra fridge at home. We have a beverage fridge, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. a overflow fridge. I would just as soon be like, do you yeah, do that, that because uh, let's just digress completely and just let all the WAT listeners know about like our personal life. <laughs> okay. But you know, I have this 
thing where I don't like alcohol in my refrigerator, like my home yeah, refrigerator. We don't keep it. Yeah. Yeah. We only keep like if we're drinking like a bottle of Prosecco or something like that, you know, is going to be empty. We yeah. know it's going to be <laughs> empty. We'll keep that one in the fridge, but everything else is yeah. in the garage. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, like, I've, I've come home maybe once or twice and put like a, a seltzer. Uh-huh. Sam does it all the time. He's the biggest culprit. Puts like a seltzer in the fridge and I freak out and I'm like, oh, I'm mad at myself. Like, go put this away. Yeah. I need my fridge for produce and food. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's always been a thing with me too. I don't know. Like I it, probably got it yeah. from you. Like I, I probably never even we thought like anything. a professional fridge and like a party fridge. <laughs> yeah. The party <laughs> fridge is like burgers and ribs. And, and- yeah. So I think that, you know, that is really a good question that we should add to our list for, uh, for our sellers. Like, all right, sellers, it's coming down the pipeline. This yeah. is what we're asking. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of different things that came up today that we're going to incorporate actually. So, um, so where were we on all that? Oh yeah. So, so that refrigerator about- is what's the expectation of what's staying. Um, the other thing that comes up a lot of times is window treatments. Do mm-hmm. you want to discuss that? Yeah. So I think if somebody were, if a seller was looking for that information as to what's to be included and what's not, first off, um, it's going to be in the offer in a very, very minimalized version. Mm-hmm. And then when you, it, I would say 90% of the purchase and sales agreements that we have, or we see um, in it's probably the third paragraph, the very first page, it outlines almost everything that's going to stay. Um, and things, and it will say, you know, appliances, including the refrigerator, if not our, if, if attached. Mm -hmm. So things like it, those are important to pay attention to when in doubt, always ask your attorney, always ask your agent, but blinds and, um, things that are attached to the walls with a screw, what mm-hmm. is it? A screw? Screwed, glued, screwed, nailed. glued. No, not, no, nailed. no, not nailed. Screwed, glued. I don't know. Uh, so there's another one. Screwed and glued. If it's a, if it's screwed into the wall and held there by bolts, it's staying. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it's part of the house now. You've made a permanent fixture, um, unless you specifically exclude it. If you if it's just a picture that's hanging on a nail, you get to take that picture because you can easily pop that nail hole out and just kind of patch it. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with blinds and curtain rods. Well, the thing with that though is, and the reason why is because the nail is what's in the wall. So like with the screw, like, let's just say you you had a picture, you screw the picture directly to the wall. So let's just use a whale's tail, for example, a whale's tail hook that costs $17 and 50 cents. Let's just think that that could close a closing (laughs) on a over million dollar property. Like we can't make this up. Like this is the thing that like is you hear us being a little facetious, but like this, this is the stuff that really happens. Right. I wanted the whale tail. All right. Well, so did she, I'll buy you. I'll get you a new one, but it was screwed in. So that was assumed that it would stay. If it was glued, it's now glued to the wall. You can't easily take it off. Like, but when a nail, you could take it off, like the Boston connect logo on the canvas right there. Like we could lift it off and take and go. Yeah. The nail is still there. That's another story. I don't know if we'll get into that or not about patching holes and all that other stuff. Um, and then setting expectations for the final walkthrough, which will run through. Yes. yes. But do you know, the other thing is um, the, why don't you talk yes. about TV mounts? So it's assumed, which I find this one to be a very fluid, um, a fluid conversation. TV mounts, the brackets themselves are technically screwed into the wall. So the bracket should in all reality, if you're not excluding it, stay affixed to that wall, but you're certainly welcome to take the TV off 
because the TV is not attached to the bracket by anything other than just sitting there, right? So we typically exclude all personal property, including mounted TVs and brackets within most of most all of our listings. Mm-hmm. Um, because if a seller wants the option to take the bracket, fine. Most, Don't you think it's easier to leave the bracket than to patch the holes? I mean, you can get those brackets, no lie. You can get them at Ocean State Job Lot. 100%. It's, <laughs> you can get way, them at BJ's. It's way easier to leave it. And I think most people do, Yeah. which I, I never understood because, and I, I still think it's a question that should be asked because not every person is going to hang their TV mm-hmm. or mount their TV. Like yeah. mine is not mounted. Yeah. If I ca- if I came into a house and my T and some I had to patch all the holes left from somebody else's TV bracket, mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to just place my TV on a nice piece of furniture, mm-hmm. I'd be ticked. Well, like, you would have to as a buyer, you would have to be sp- specific about that. I do not want your brackets. I want you to patch the holes. <laughs> I do yeah, not want your. Brackets. I do not want your brackets. I do not want your brackets. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss yeah, thing. I know. <laughs> I do not want green eggs in ham. <laughs> no, I do not. Um, yeah. So I think that that's something that you just have to like. For me, our TVs are all mounted to the walls. So yeah, and most people would be perfectly fine with that. I'm telling you, it's just the one that you're gonna get that's gonna that's gonna be me, the jerk that walks in and it's like, no, hey, no, no, don't want that. Mm. Don't want that. You yeah, take that. You're going to be that one, that buyer. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's in her forever home, so she won't. Be I ain't going buyer. nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So what are some of the other blinds? Ex- is always blinds, a com- blinds yeah. and curtains, curtains. Like curtain rods is always a common one that we get. Mm-hmm. So curtains are attached to curtain rods, right? So mm-hmm. curtains, you can always take mm-hmm. unless explicitly stated that they want your curtains, mm-hmm. the rods, if they are affixed to um, the wood mm-hmm. of the, the, the wood frame, uh, whether it be, well, it'd be trim for the window. Same thing with blinds. If it's affixed to the wood frame of mm-hmm. that window, it is technically supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. If it's a rod that's attached above, I guess to the wall, go to the wall. Mm. Um, I sorry. I was just thinking screw. of that. Um, I, was, I was thinking of a movie. It's right a gray there. area. Um, so, fishy waters there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so what? if it's on the wall, I made it up. if it's on the wall, I mean, you have the option to leave it if you want to, you know, just leave it. And that's I think that. most people do. Most people leaving. do leaving, leave them. But there are some people who spend a lot of money on balances on the yeah, on the very, very, very yeah. nice curtain rods and yeah. everything. So if their intent is to take those, then they should 100 percent make sure that it's written as an exclusion mm-hmm. in their listing. So that makes it, you know, the buyers are aware that those curtain rods are not staying and they'll be excluded. Doesn't mean you can't ask for them in the offer. And chances are, once you know they're excluded, you're going to want them even that much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you'll ask for them. But I think if that is something that is important to a seller, a lot of times what I'll suggest is, why don't you just change them out now? Yeah. If you're, if you're planning and your intent is to take those with you to your new home, I say that we take them down now and just replace them with something or just take the curtains down completely and just patch the holes because you're going to have to do it after the fact anyways. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. So what do you guys think about um, like, you know, when people put signs on their house, like of their name or like if their name is on their mailbox? <laughs> take, take your mailbox and take your sign. I, I guess I've never thought about it. Yeah. No, I'm like, just thinking like, like I think we had somebody who wrote into their offer, like we want that sign oh, that was yeah. outside of the property. And we're mm-hmm. like, why? It has like the person's name on it. That's a little yeah interesting. And then I'm just thinking like, 
you can drive through like a neighborhood and like somebody might have their last name, like on like a one of those nice signs, like mm. above like their garage or something like that, mm-hmm. like that happens. And uh, like some people have like fancy mailboxes and stuff. I mean, unless your name was Walker, I don't know why you would want the Walker sign on your garage, but mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what people do. They put their last names. But the yeah. point is, is that it's like attached to Did the it building. happen at the Walkers? Is that why you said that? Walker? No, I literally was in Situate earlier today and I saw the Walkers, the Parkers. Yeah. The, well, that's the, what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what brought me up because my, I know my grandfather, he lives in Situate and he has Brooks over like, like this really nice sign that's over his garage. And it's been there since the beginning of time. And it's like when in communities like that, like you mm. see a lot of like last names, like mm. being affixed somewhere outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've never given that a lot of thought. I really haven't. It hasn't come up yet. Well, I have one on the front of my house that says McNamara. So chances are I would be taking it. Is yours attached though? <laughs> yeah, it's screwed yeah. in. It has um, your number on it. Yeah, it, it says 85 and then McNamara under it. So yeah, chances are I'm going to be taking that with me. Mm. I think the one that you're talking about was the one in Marshfield. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the other thing too is when your offer is written up, you just have to be very specific about the way you're written it because we, after that was all said and done, you might not have been privy to this. After it was all said and done, she meant when he wrote that offer, he meant to write with exception to that sign what he said. because I it don't. was excluded, but mm-hmm. it didn't read that way. No. So that's what goes back to what we talked about. That's multiple why we were offers. confused. Like, why would they want the you sign? Know, it literally has like the, her... a first name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why do you want that? So um, we do have just about 10 minutes left here. Um, oh, and we have a question, I guess, that's coming to us through Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually not a question. Kristen Howlett is watching and she, Hi, uh, she commented on our post on Facebook saying, Saying, a neighbor of mine had a huge rock engraved with their name on it. The new neighbors plopped a window box over the name. <laughs> really? So the, the seller left the huge rock. Well, that's true because I've also seen like the big boulders and yeah, like they put. To tell me to take the rock. What are you going to do? I've seen like numbers, like the number of the house on it, but I've also seen like last names on like a huge huh. boulder. So like, what do you do when you? Well, I guess you add a flower box to it. That I was a great so. idea on their <laughs> part. How's the flower box look, Kristen? I'm sort of more curious about that than anything else. Um, So we do have John Shea that is at the WATD studio. We are live tonight here at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. And uh, any questions you may have about real estate doesn't have to be about the topic we're talking about. But if you want to shoot us a question and get this roundtable rolling, um, 781-837-4900, <laughs> I, well, I, I guess we have to, uh, rem- like, when you're purchasing a huge boulder, like, just think about would you have to move it? And every time I'm value. saying, every time yeah. I'm saying boulder, I'm thinking of Donkey from Shrek, and he's like, "That's a nice boulder." <laughs> when he's like going to Shrek's house for the first time, like, "Oh, that's a nice boulder." I'm thinking of um, Fred yeah. Flintstone, oh, and yeah. he worked yeah, at the do. yeah when they work. He worked at like the um, what is that called? Like the rock factory. The rock. The, the quarry. Yeah, he worked at the quarry. <laughs> the rock. The rock factor. Oh, now I'm thinking of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, ladies. Okay. 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 Go ahead. Okay. Quickly run through expectations for a final walkthrough because yeah. we don't have any. We, we don't we have only any have updates. seven minutes left. Okay. That's expectations for a final walkthrough when you are a seller. It would be really great if. Uh, well, expectation is all of your stuff, all of your belongings is out, are out of the house. 
nothing that is not supposed is, to be is, there contra contractually. Is that, is that really a surprise? Well, because I mean, we have gotten this question. So, so after I have the to... closing, how soon do I have to be out of the house? Okay, well, <laughs> you don't you know the night before. You don't own the night before. So, so it might not. We do have to say it. All of your belongings. The day of the final walkthrough, whether that be the night before or the day of, hopefully the day of, all of your belongings are out. Anything mm -hmm. that is not supposed to be in that house, including the animals, are not there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Anything, any major holes in the walls that were made by your movers, anything bigger than a nail hole is patched, mm -hmm. preferably patched and painted. Do John? we hear John? John, are you trying to reach us? Are you trying to reach us? Hello. It's weird because there? I was just in my head saying I'm having a premonition and then it just sounded like <laughs> aliens came through. But my premonition well, was that I'm getting a new car. They, That's they, so weird, isn't oh, it? If you're you? watching the news, no, I'm not they even are looking. here. So just yeah. saying. Is that weird though that I just had a premonition? I'm getting a new car Am and I then I just heard the aliens. One? Maybe I'm getting a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So okay, we can, sorry. Uh, get home we have eight minutes to our aliens. Um, <laughs> no, we have five minutes. That is slow. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Um, so, okay. So final five minutes, let's go. What is the most important thing to happen at a final walkthrough, how you can leave the property. And then we're going to go talk about our listings. None of your stuff is in there. Everything is patched and painted. Anything that was supposed to be left is still there. Mm. You had it cleaned. I Room. think that that's a nice thing to do. I, th I, I think that required. every it is not required. It's supposed to be in broom Mow swept condition. I don't. Yeah. Well, you are supposed to maintain the property up until the day that you close, as it was before previously. So you were mowing the lawn. You have to continue doing that. But that was a very good point. I think that it's just a nice gesture, like broom swept. What does that actually mean? That's very left up, left up into uh, left up to interpretation. Yeah, and the interpretation, in my experience over the past couple of years, is basically I left all of my stuff. I like I left all of my grime. Yeah, I, I go into very few oh. houses really at, during the final walkthrough that are spick and span. Well, and one of the things I always suggest, I would be embarrassed, I would be embarrassed too. And I used to find people's Q-tips. Ew. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Sure. Sure. found somebody's underwear yesterday. So, uh, one yeah. of our clients found a tooth. Oh yeah. Buyers. Tooth. We went through, we had a buyer client this week and honestly they were sending their cleaning people were there for what? Seven hours, nine, nine, nine. hours mm. cleaning this house. I went there. I'm picking up somebody else's Victoria's secret underwear. That is uncalled for. What? That is not in my job description. It, Hopefully you use like gloves or like a some tongs. tongs. I literally held it by like the, oh, the corner good of thing it. We all have hand sanitizer. These it, it, the, the thing is, is I don't know. I don't think that they were dirty. I, they were like under the dryer or something. You know what I mean? Because it had yeah. all kinds of lint on it. No, but it's, it's going through and making sure that you, w would you personally move into this house the way that it is? If, if you can't say yes, mm. then something needs to be done. I just think of like a bathtub. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, do you ever reach that thing? Job oh, would I want to tell a quick story about John cleaning job. my, my shower in my just, first apartment. Yeah, I just wanted to do this one thing. So uh, we've been told, usually you sweep last when cleaning. So broom swept usually means everything is done. Oh, well, that was good. Who said that? My mom. That was Aww. good. Good one, mom. Good that was a good one. Broom swept condition. I, I, but 
people aren't doing that mom. That's they the literally problem. take a, yeah. take a broom and sweep the dust to the side. Mm-hmm. Well, then we had, you know, think about, um, our wonderful clients that we had over on, um, Stanford Hill. They, she literally, she, as soon as she knew that the, the PNS was signed, she started doing every room. Every time she took down oh, a picture, I can't, I can't believe she puttied every room, she, every hole, she scrubbed the floors. Like she went above and beyond to get that house. 100%. What if we had one of our sellers that was like that create like a template of to do's mm. upon like to leave your house? Yeah. And, but then the thing and is, we can is just give it people to, are people busy. They didn't clean it when they lived in it. Well, they clean it when they don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Good point. So, Anyways, do we a lot, so did you want to, did you want to touch service? upon your little story there? We have about a minute and a half left. Oh yeah, mm. Sharon. So when I first moved into my apartment in Whitman, um, love that little apartment, Sharon came over and she was, it was going through a very trying time. So she was trying to get me all situated and I was just a mess. I was crying all over the place and she's just stays in the bathroom for a solid like hour mm. scrubbing. Uh, maybe a four by four, four by five fiberglass tub, four by three, mm-hmm. rubbing it with bleach. And she goes, you might want, she comes out and she goes, you might want to wear socks the next time you go in there. She goes, I know flip flops. Flops. You might want to wear some flip flops. She goes, I couldn't imagine my baby sit touching anybody else's grime. Yeah. <laughs> Toe grime. Well, I cleaned my bathroom like the first night that I moved into yeah, the house. Yeah, grimy. No, thirty seconds. It's like it's like a thing. Like you know, like Mark. I told you, how I don't like to touch paper towels unless my hands are wet. <laughs> okay, so final thoughts for our final seconds here. If you have missed any of our shows, you can always find them on a podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can just put in any of our names: Sharon McNamara, Mary Baker, or Melissa Wallace. And you'll be able to find us. You can also go to your smart speaker and just say, Alexa, play Talk Real Estate Roundtable. And guess what? She will. So we're here every Tuesday night. And um, next week, I think we have a short show as well. Um, I don't think, I think it's election night. Okay. We have a short show, I think. I don't know. I think. Is it on a Tuesday? We'll, we'll figure that There's out. But we do have a special birthday today. Yes, we do have a special birthday today. Today's birthday is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Audrey. And good night to my dad. I love you, Nanu. Good night, mom. And we will see everybody next week. Thanks, John Shea. It was great having you. 